astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good afternoon, Kate. Hello. Well, maybe good morning when they're listening. Possibly. Well, that's true. I should say that. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. So um, welcome back to part two of the 2023 astrology forecast. Um, if you listened in last week, we covered the first six signs. And today we are going to be covering the six that we didn't talk about yet. So mm -hmm. we already will acknowledge these are longer episodes just because we want to do justice for each of the signs. And we're kind of talking about a big kind of scope of things because we're talking about two big planets making a move. Of course, the biggest planet being Pluto moving into Aquarius. And then we're also seeing Saturn move in to Pisces. And just kind of as a recap, the last time that we saw Pluto make a move would be 2008. And the last time that Saturn made a move would have been early 2020. Right. And, and these, it, it's two, two things shifting within the same month right march 2023 so we know already um there's going to be significant headlines uh and again sh things that suggest a big shift in thinking or some sort of shift in power uh pluto going into aquarius i guess none of us have ever lived through this so we don't have we can't go back and refer to oh yeah i remember what i was doing no no one has living alive today uh, has experienced it but it does mean particularly a shift in power to the people so you know boy that kind of sounds like you know people a lot of people being very outspoken yeah well, I also think, you know, we were all alive. I was almost all of our listeners were alive in 2008 well, yes. when we did see Pluto shift last. Yes. And so one, if anyone's listening scared, thinking, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in March, right? right? It, I do think, yes, there could be some crazy storylines that come out, but it's kind of like a gradual thing. Like when we all think back to 2008, there are themes of that year, right? We saw the marking, the, uh, the housing crashed. There was... Uh, employ like lack of employment options available, stock market crashed. You know, mm -hmm. we've been in the tail end of that all of 2022. So yes. a lot of us might think, oh my gosh, deja vu, are we back in 2008? And so I think the same thing, right, is like there's going to be all these storylines that at the end of the year, it's going to be super apparent how it happened. But I even think, you know, things like TikTok, for example, and I know like I <laughs> I'm a big proponent of TikTok because I think you can start seeing the themes, uh, but the power really is, I, we can already see it shifting back to the people because we have such this, a platform to all connect. And like last year I was joking about, or maybe it was the year before even where I think it was Dior put out like an advent calendar. And yeah. 
Yeah. And it was kind of like everything inside was kind of cheapy, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like everyone started rallying together about this is wrong. Corporations can't do that to us anymore. Whereas Mm -hmm. 20 years prior, a lot of people would have had to learn on their own that, oh, that wasn't a good deal. Now we have these platforms that everyone can rally together and say, no, we're not going to stand for that. And that might be a very silly example. Like who cares about a Dior advent calendar? Mm -hmm. But the idea is, is it does take power away from larger companies because the everyday people have a way of communicating. You know, that's my favorite thing about buying on Amazon. I love it that people that have bought it can can analyze it. I love that. I drop right to the comments always. And it's it stopped many of my purchases cold sure. after reading what people are saying. It's, sure. It has saved me money. <laughs> but anyhow, that's another simple example. We're seeing more of that feedback. Yes. Right. And so there should be even more methods coming out that allow platforms for everyday people Mm -hmm. to get involved, like the review system, for example. Mm -hmm. But, and it's like, I can't even fathom what it would be because Aquarius can be like so technology forward that I don't even know if I could articulate and even an idea of what that would look like, but it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool. Well, the the concept is Pluto is not a bad guy, so to speak. It does disrupt it does expose the underpinnings of power. We get to see behind the scenes of what's going on. I mean, if we could, if we wanted to remember last week, we talked about Aquariuses. And I thought just with the storyline that's happened this week with uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, not being able to secure enough votes to be the House Majority Leader. Hasn't happened in a century. Uh, this idea he's struggling. Okay, Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Kevin McCarthy is feeling it. He's, uh, what did we say last week? I think our words were learning to deal with power, to, to defend, to how to defend yourself and how to assert yourself. Well, there we go. We have an, a live role model that we can watch. Not that all Aquariuses are going to go through something of that magnitude. Right. But we can water that down into some very domestic type of storylines. Yeah. So before we jump into the remaining signs, mm-hmm. um, we are going to hear from our sponsor, Kundalini Collective. Satnam, hello. This is Mandeep from the Kundalini Collective Yoga and Meditation Center for Wellbeing. The Collective is a very unique, all-inclusive, community-focused studio located in the heart of downtown Las Vegas in the Historic Arts District at 1508 South Main Street. Our yoga classes are focused on the ancient, timeless teachings of yoga, uniting body, mind, and spirit, which offers you an experience of health, happiness, and relaxation. All are welcome to come as you are, brand new beginners or active yoga participants, into our beautiful, sacred, and crystal energy-charged practice space. We will teach you how to utilize the technology of your kundalini energy, your chakra energies, along with the fascinating human design of the 10 bodies. The breathing practices that are offered in this unique yoga technology are designed to be used in our day-to-day lifestyle. Benefits of this practice may include heightened creativity, balanced mind and body connection, more energy, better sleep, and improved communication and social skills. We welcome you just as you are and offer support for your spiritual connection and evolution 
to be healthy, happy, and whole, www.tkk.life. Your rhythm, your flow, your life. tkk.life. Thank you and Satnam. Okay, welcome back. So you just heard from Mandeep at Kundalini Collective, and we have to share mom and me went to a class together this past Wednesday. Um, so if you follow on social media, I've posted some, or I will be posting, have posted, I guess, by the time you're listening, some pictures of us at the class. And we took the napping class, which <laughs> that was so it was, first of all, it's a cute name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's but on it's... Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. But it's highly restorative, highly restorative. It made me think because in kindergarten, we used to have our little rugs and we used to lay down and take a nap. You know, I don't know that you had that experience, but I certainly did growing up. And it had that thing was, I think the class was at noon, right? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, there were some rugs involved, you know, some heavy blankets and everything. It was, uh, Mandeep, first of all, was fantastic, welcoming right there, kind kind of being so personal with us, I will say, and not just with us, with everyone in the class. And um, her gongs, the gongs are, I'm I'm ignorant about gongs, Mm -hmm. but she plays the gongs, but it doesn't sound like you might think a gong is going to sound like. Right. It was like Uh, a constant vibrational sound. Like when you think gongs, you think there's gonna be like these big, like, Boom. Yes, right. Like, yeah, no, it was just like a vibration. It's hard to explain, but I mean, I know I was in and out. I don't know if it was sleep, but I mean, I was not like I couldn't have stood up like at the time. Like my my thoughts were I was kind of present, but not. So very restorative, like mom said. It was super easy to get to. We pulled up uh right in front of it on Main Street and yes. Um, yeah, that was free, that was free parking, right? Free it was parking, free parking, yeah. and then there was if you were on Utah, you could use a meter, uh, which was you know very accessible there as well. But uh, yeah. so it, it if, was a very positive experience. Yeah, so if you're in Las Vegas, we highly encourage you to check them out. Um, and if you're not, they do offer the class was recorded, so you know it is possible that there were some listeners. Uh, in that same class watching us sleep, I guess. Um, but yeah, you can also tune in online as well and take all the classes. So if you check them out, let us know. We would love to hear your feedback. So with that said, let's jump into cancers and what cancers have to look forward to as we move through 2023. Uh, this would go for cancers or cancer risings. So one of the first things I would like to think about, again, March is what we call kind of ground zero when the transition takes place, but we're operating on the basis that everyone really is sensing it. They're picking up the frequency already. So cancers, this is, you're entering into what I would call a transformation window. Well, that, what does that mean? It just means if you were doing something medically, a surgery or doing some enhancement, uh, something that you were going to go do and it was going to alter the way you look, if it was going to reduce the lines on your face, or if you were going to be able to stand up taller, walk easier. It's, it's, so it'd be, it's a fantastic time to be healing, to be uh, in, enhancing the physical body of some sort. So I'd say it's a before and it's after. Like take a picture of me now and take a picture of me you know, over this next year and you will see change. 
weight loss might be an obvious one that we people kind of relate to kind of common. Yeah. But it also means that people kind of see like, wow, th- your life is really changing. There's a shift going on. So it's quite, that's a fun one. Yeah. There could also be some interesting storylines around kind of witnessing the abuse of power. And I'll give a really quick short story with this that a, um, a cancer client had had told me the other day. Um, but the idea of like learning how to hold your own against power. And, uh, you know, she works in one of the hotels and they had a big convention in and wh- one of the owners of one of these big properties was there and he did not like the way something was going down and he just lost his cool mm. in front of a lot of people and had taken it out on uh, this client. And she said she kind of blacked it out. She doesn't remember kind of talking back, but her <laughs> fellow employees told her afterwards, you know, she said, oh, you will not talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And she stood yeah. up against yeah. him, even though you, she would just consider herself like a line level employee, uh, you know, one of the CEO owners and she took a stance, right. She talked back. And again, did that, does that affect her life in the long run? Not necessarily, you know, she says, I'm over it. It is what it is. But that idea of seeing power and maybe needing to come up against it or saying something where maybe you would think, oh my gosh, I never thought I would say something. I never thought I'd be the one to defend or to talk back. And you might find yourself in situations that kind of present you with the opportunity to to speak up or to speak on even other people's behalf. You know, and that you can take that same thought and it's like the uh, cancers may be working to steer clear of something that is toxic. I don't want to be associated with that. This could be a personality, could be a person, could be a particular storyline. No, I don't want to go there. I don't want to have to deal with that. So again, everyone has free choice here. And sometimes you can just see it, you know, and you don't want to be guilty through association or you don't want to be judged based by the company you keep. So you may be more, you may, yes, get sucked in a little bit and go, wait a minute, I got to extract myself out of this. Uh, we also have Saturn moving into Pisces that will be activating that solar ninth house of theirs. Mm-hmm. And so there could be a sense of needing to uh, work in a larger arena or needing to step into positions that make us prove ourselves uh, or, pr- you know, prove themselves where maybe they're getting a new boss. And so the boss doesn't know their work ethic. So they're thinking, okay, I have to start showing up 15 minutes early again, or I need to start showing my work. I need to start kind of you know, peppering the boss with what I do, where you might have gotten to a groove where I can show up a minute before my shift and no one's questioning me because they know my work ethic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to go back and add a couple more things to that Pluto because construction projects, renovation projects, really strong in that area and also cleaning up finances. So if you're lucky enough that you have a stash of money, it's a, obviously maybe getting out there and making a major purchase, uh, refinancing something. But for some of us, it's going to be cleaning up financial boo-boos, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that adds in. But I hope you can see cancers. Those two kind of go together. Uh, wanting to prove yourself, stepping it up. You know, you're you're on kind of, you put your first step on the Ferris wheel, so to speak, and you're going to be taken through. You're going to be lifted up by this whole experience, but sometimes, you know, there can be some toxic issues that have to be faced here at the very beginning. Yeah. 
Saturn moving into that ninth house as well, they might be really uh, focused on their thought or their belief system. So Mm -hmm. you might find yourself reading more, especially books on like self-help or mindset books, things that you start thinking a new way. So, you know, religion is just too obvious of um, an example, but not all of us are (laughs) diving into religion, but some of us are saying, oh, I learned this new uh, technique for relaxing my mind or for manifestation. So you might be very interested in those books that kind of promise that ability to change your life through your, your thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, also um, financially, I do think things are looking up for them probably when they get around uh, May uh, and probably some new groups, new social circles, and probably a few financial surprises happening at that point. Absolutely. If we move to Leo's and Leo rising, we have Pluto moving into their solar seventh house. And so this puts a big focus on partnerships. Mm -hmm. So of course, um, on the highest octave of it, you might just be aligning with very influential partners. And when we say that, that could be, oh, you know, if you sell a product, you could be saying, oh my gosh, I got into this high end retail area, right? I'm, I'm partnering with influential partners. Your dad, when he went through this energy, yes, he got contacted by a music publisher and said, we want, can we handle your music? Can we put it on our website and sell it? So again, it was it was flattering, flattering, but it also set a standard. We yeah. need this by this date, we need it in this format. And so, you know, you, you have to put some effort out to comply, to meet their standards, but it's worth it. Yeah. If you're in a partnership that maybe has been on the rocks recently, you know, Pluto does amplify maybe where relationships are toxic. Um, If partner has a problem with drugs or alcohol or gambling, those things can come to the surface. Well, you know what? It's like you, you can't miss it. That's what the issue is. I mean, something could, you could be drinking for decades, then all of a sudden you look at your partner and go, oh, maybe this is more worse than I thought, mm-hmm. you know, or gambling more than I thought. So remember, Pluto is always about, let's, let's dive deep in the swamp and pull up what no one has been recognizing. Right. Right. Um, So I do think there's some empowerment that comes with this as well, where you learn to kind of hold your own. um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also you might be even raising your standards when it comes to more aesthetics. So uh, again, upgrading the sheets, upgrading the couch, things where you're saying, I'm just drawn to beauty. I need to create beauty in my space. And taking on those projects, messy projects, renovation, you know, bathroom projects, things like that, really strong. Again, you're going to beautify the space. I think this is a big energy about trust as well. Trusting, putting your trust in someone, which we do all the time when we commit to relationships. I trust you. I want to live with you. I will share my bank account with you. There's a lot of lessons related to trust. And so you're going to get some feedback on whether you're good. If your, your eyes are wide open, are you seeing who you're with? Yeah. And there is a serious energy here as well. Now we're talking Leo's or Leo rising. There's probably uh, maybe some uh, doting necessary, doting or looking in, are my parents, are my elders, are they okay? 
what type of support do they need from me? Financial, you know, emotional, psychological, you know, what are their needs? There is a focus here on the elders and their needs. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, Saturn will move into Pisces. It'll be activating their solar eighth house. So this does put that focus kind of even like mom just said more so on the finances. Uh, You might be cleaning up some financial concerns. You might be saying, oh, you know what? I want to pay forward on my mortgage payment just so when we get into slow season, I'm ahead of it. Uh, So I think you're trying to create a little bit more stability there or definitely ironing out any complex financial uh, Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. Many times I've seen this show up is maybe the individual client is going, no, I'm good. I'm fine. But I'm concerned about my partner's income Hmm. or other income that you're dependent on to pay the monthly bills. And there's all sorts of storylines there that people have a side income or they have an investment that they've been getting there. They have rent renters paying the rent. All of a sudden there can be some instability in that money. It's not coming in at the regular pace or an ex isn't paying the alimony on a regular basis. So it does create insecurity. So person generally doubles down and wants to get more how to become more self-sufficient financially. And hopefully not, hopefully not. But sometimes this is, we get worried about, oh my gosh, am I going to get my fair share? If there's a settlement going on, will I get my 25%? Are they going to skimp and give me just 15? And sometimes we don't know. We don't know how much money is being divvied up. So we're, it's really sometimes hard to judge if we're getting all that we could. Right. Um, um, then do you want to go to Taurus? Yeah, let's Jupiter. move on to, to uh, the J- Jupiter going into um, Taurus. That generally is li- a light energy. So thank goodness there is some support here for any changes, enhances that might be coming in that home place, whether it's decor, paint, you know, just upgrades in general. And I do think they're going to see it as well in that workplace around their reputation, maybe getting a little more perks or uh, more freedom. When we talk about Virgos or Virgo rising, Pluto is moving into their solar sixth house. Mm. So there should be some pressure around that work. Now, if you listened last week, you might remember me saying that, you know, Pluto is now showing up where Saturn was in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it might sound a little familiar and you might think like, no, I already did the work. I already changed jobs. <laughs> Can't you see, right? I already did this. And we're saying you're probably going back to the drawing board about asking yourself, do you love what you're doing? Is the environment that you're in supportive? Again, you, go ahead. Well, there's a big difference between Saturn and Pluto. I think it might, there might is. help people because it does get very repetitive sometimes when you're hearing all these signs and what's going on with them. <clears throat> Saturn is, I am not happy. I am not being fulfilled. I don't belong here. And there's a real sense you need to get out. Pluto moving into the sixth house is all of a sudden there's some outside influence. Like I'm, I'm very happy in my cubicle. I get along with everybody, but now there's a management issue that's coming in or something is happening in the marketplace. It all of a sudden is redefining the workplace around me. And it's so interesting because Pluto isn't apt to cause someone to say, oh, I quit. I'm out of here. Saturn is more apt to say, I can't 
I can't focus. I can't deal with this anymore. You know, Pluto, actually, you hang in longer. <laughs> Does that make sense? You hang in longer with it because you're seeing it's outside of you. It's not coming from within this sense of uh, I'm unhappy. You might not be happy with all these changes going on, but you're seeing it's leading to something else. My, I like, let's just say my old boss resigned. My new boss is coming in. I don't know what the relationship's going to be there. I think I'll hang out and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, I'm just trying to say here that there's changes going on around their workplace and the other area would be healthcare, which you hadn't had a chance to go into yet. Um, so uh, the healthcare to me is more of a threatening area for them that they may find themselves very going to extremes to combat certain types of symptoms. So of course, diet is a huge energy. Uh, what am I eating? How much of, you know, where am I getting my carbs? Am I getting my proteins? Things of that nature. Yeah. If they were doing anything from a legal standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, this does suggest getting pulled into legal comp complications mm -hmm. or in complexities. So, you know, I can think of one of my Virgo friends dealing with the legal system right now, you know, so they're getting an in-depth look, not only at the legal system, but even the people involved, right? And it's like people, you start seeing people's true colors with, with Pluto because it brings things to the surface, things that, oh, I didn't know that they really felt like that, or I didn't know that they could turn on me like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, betrayal, betrayal, being diminished. Um, this is a huge energy about unequal relationships and becoming things becoming very clear about where you stand. Uh, this is a likely energy, not that I'm suggesting everyone's going to run out and do this, but you know, that they may challenge, may march to HR and saying, I'm being discriminated against, you know, they see the inequity, they see the inequality and they're apt to speak out on those issues. Yeah. And another area that people don't like to talk about, I don't seem like we didn't have to talk about these things years ago, but just their co-workers, their peers, they may feel like they're around people that are um, unsettled or unstable. And they may be, and it could be the customer that they're serving as well. And there can be focus on, am I safe? I don't know that I'm safe in my work environment anymore. I don't want to take that counter position. I don't want to have to deal with the public. I'm feeling insecure. It's all part of this. You're not in control of these, of these circumstances of the storyline that's kind of gathering around you. Yeah. Uh, also then for Virgos, Pisces is moving into that solar seventh house. And so this puts the focus on partnerships. Um, so it could be testing a partnership where you might be recognizing, you know, is this relationship going to make it? So it does test it. Like we said, like you might think, oh, maybe that was just a one-off or may maybe I'm just being overly sensitive about it. You know, when Saturn shows up, Saturn makes it, I say, so clear that you can make those very decisive decisions and feel more confident about it. So again, whether, okay, am I in or am I out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then good luck by May. Now, May is very nice uh, for Virgos. There is some sense of financial gain or an opportunity, something that, you know, brings more money or brings a huge savings. It's very good if you need a specialist of any sort, you know, and I, and I mean it, I mean, whether you're looking for someone, uh, uh, someone to cut your hair, you're looking for someone of higher quality, whether you're looking for a surgeon, whether you're looking for a therapist, 
pretty much all the professionals, you seem to have access to cream of the crop, top of the line. Yeah. One other thing about that Saturn moving into the seventh house, you know, yes. if oh. partnerships are strong, they could be mm-hmm. just watching partner go through a title change where they might feel like mm-hmm. I need to be more supportive right now uh, mm-hmm. because partner is going through something. So maybe you're taking on the bulk of the financial responsibility or, you know, stuff around the home because, oh, they're going back to school or they're taking a hiatus because they're going through a job change. So you might feel like there's more support for partner mm-hmm. uh, where there's a kind of a serious tone to like, well, we have to, this is how we're going to get through it by doing it together. One other, just a general observation that anyone who really wants to learn astrology needs to remember that Saturn gets friendlier, the older you get. So no offense to anyone, but if you're over 50, your Saturn energy might be a little more favorable. What's your favorite word, Kate? Adulting. 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 Well, usually over 50, most people have adulted. (laughs) Not everyone, but the majority have. So this just, you know, can create some more um, solid energy there about the relationship can get stronger. So again, that's, it's, it's just something Saturn gets friendlier. It favors the aged. Mm-hmm. Cause he's an old man himself. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Uh, next let's talk about Libra or Libra rising. So we're talking about Pluto moving into that solar fifth house. So I do think that they they're searching for maybe a new identity or they might be getting messages about, you know, who they are or who they aren't. Um, and then kind of really going in, like leaning into that. You know what? I hate to bring up such a extreme uh, personality, but this is Putin. Putin uh, is um, a Libra. And if you're following the updates about the war, you probably have read a lot of, you know, really uh, sad, sad storylines. Uh, and even about the Russian soldiers and, and their demise and losses and setbacks and inadequacies that they've been enduring in this. Anyhow, it comes back to Putin's ego. It seems to, that's what I'm hearing. That's what everyone's reading here. So the Pluto moving into Aquarius for these Libras, a lot of focus is on their legacy. And you started it out by saying, yes, they're interested in being seen as good, as above average. They they want to stand out. Mm-hmm. There's a need for applause. There's a need for recognition. Oh, I got a cute little story, very lighthearted, just the opposite of Putin. Uh, Tyler called that he's going to be on the he's going to be on the news next week, um, interviewed for a, a Heart of Education award. And, um, you know, there's a case where he's getting the spotlight. He's getting the cameras literally going on him. Your dad in February is going to uh, San Antonio and is going to be on a stage. He's going to be, you know, giving a a performance, but a presentation. So we have two leapers in the family. Here's just simple things that they're doing, that they're getting attention. Yeah. And I think bringing up that Putin example, you know, I mean, those are extremes to go from one, uh, one example to the next, but it can show how, you know, astrology can work to the highest octave yes, and to the lowest octave that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if most people would say like, oh, that's legacy, you know, but he will go down for that. You know, he like he'll go down for it. Thank right. you. That's what he'll be, he'll be remembered. Legacy. 
Yeah. That's how he's going to get remembered. He, does, he doesn't realize he's in that window of cementing his legacy. Right. And right now it looks like he's losing, surprisingly, for the large of a country it is yeah. against a smaller country. Right. Right. So that can start off with the idea of just like my identity. Like I said, like, what, you know, what am I known for? So you might be paying very close attention to like where you're getting recognition what people are saying, oh, you're good at. And like I said, you might be leaning more into that and saying, okay, let's, let's run with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing, Pluto, of course, being in that fifth house for, Li for Libras, yes, focusing on children, children doing well, children standing out, or as you said, maybe just the opposite. Child has a problem. We need to identify it. We need to get to the bottom of it. What is the root problem here? Uh, this can be a lot, put a lot of focus on the health, how the, um, what are the systems of the body, particularly the heart, uh, circulatory symptoms, things of that nature can put a lot of focus uh, under this energy and we can do one of an extreme in uh, the sexual nature uh, of their lives. They might find extremes of kind of being more uh, outgoing, being more social, being extremely more active, or we might find them falling into kind of a, a no man's land, so to speak, of, uh, of uh, just neutrality, sexual neutrality. And I know that sounds, nobody wants to own up to that one, but mm -hmm. it is, it throws you hormonally, it can throw you out of balance even, could be traced possibly right back to that. But uh, it's also the idea of exploring, exploring your sexual identity or hearing other people's story about finding their sexual identity. Okay. Uh, we also have Saturn moving into their solar sixth house. So this is that Saturn energy moving into that arena of work. So again, you might be uh, saying, is this place still supportive of me? And if not, there is a good chance that you're thinking about retirement, resigning, or even leaving the current workplace. And, you know, this could be too, this could be your, your full-time job. This could even be side hustles, if you want to call them, right? Things that you're doing on the side that you're just saying, I'm no longer going to serve like that. That's right. On some level, this is healthy. It means I do have an ego. I am protecting it. I'm getting all these signals that I'm doing the wrong thing, spending too much time doing this. I need to pull away and put refocus my energies on something else. I would like to say specifically for Libras, they're focused very much on their digestive concerns. They're very focused on health coverage issues, meaning does my insurance cover this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and confusion, confusion related to the paperwork, the medical paperwork. Confusion meaning, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then getting the bill, that type of thing. Absolutely. Well, just paperwork in general as well. I mean, this could be mm -hmm. applications mm -hmm. you could feel like you're kind of in a heavy paperwork time, especially that first six months, March through uh, September. Oh yeah. Um, once May comes around, uh, yeah. Jupiter is going to move into that solar eighth house. So again, great for money, mm -hmm. great for shared monies, mm -hmm. and it would be an excellent window for negotiation. So mm -hmm. think, negotiation like oh we're buying a car we're buying or selling a car you know something where you kind of can go back and forth on the pricing if you have got a new job and you were negotiating uh the price uh your salary you know we would say go for it throw out what you want under this energy mm -hmm. Mm 
Yeah. And then let's talk Scorpio, my favorite sign. Yes. So Um, Scorpio and Scorpio rising, we have Pluto moving into that fourth house of home. mm -hmm. And so this puts a big focus on the physical house and of course, lineage. So Mm -hmm. there can be a sense of, okay, you know, when I do my readings, like when I do like group readings mm-hmm. right right now when there's Scorpios, you know, I just say, are you making changes to the home? Right. And they're like, yes. Like, okay, perfect. You're right in line. Cause that's usually mm-hmm. how it starts mm-hmm. where, what, what are the simple things that we can change? Right. Okay. We can change the paint or we can change mm-hmm. some furniture. So you might be starting slowly like that, or you could be doing much bigger projects. I know mom, you've been taking on quite a few home renovations here in mm-hmm. the last few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've, and you know they they've they've been challenging, but their the outcome has been fantastic. Um, I must say, I can say that I I I don't want to say I'm throwing out memories, but I could say this past ho- holiday period, I did look at a lot of that holiday decor, and if it hadn't been used, you know, in the last two holiday cycles, I thought okay, it's time to give it to somebody else, and uh, there's more on the chopping block, uh, but again. <laughs> You kind of do it in spurts, right? You- Every time we come over for family dinner on Sunday, there's more stuff on the ledge. Like, okay, it's free to take. If not, yeah. it's going yeah. to Goodwill. Yeah. I didn't even put some of it on the ledge this time. I just walked some of it right out. <laughs> jokes, but- just our childhood spread all over. <laughs> that's where he walks in the door. Yeah. Oh, well, anyhow, that that's what's happened. It's, it, it's a detoxification, but it's it's a it's really kind of somber. The the thing behind it is it's the circle of life, recognizing we're not going to go back. We're going forward. We can't go back. So let's start releasing some of these things, which actually we, we have a tendency to think that things are holding the memory, but the memory we've already have it. Right. And uh, it's a really kind of a, a simplistic way of thinking that the, that the item holds memory. Right. So you're giving like a very soft, positive example of it. But the idea is, is yes. we're talking about like mortality. Yes. You we know, are. And even just the idea of saying like, you know, I don't want my children to be responsible for this. Yes. Once we move on, or even mm-hmm. if we have to downsize, like we don't want to be dealing with this in 10 years. So let's do it now while we're willing and, and able Um, and so again, mom's giving an example of how she's doing it with just Christmas decor, but you know, there could be some other more serious topics, um, in concern for mortality or disruption around the home. Absolutely. So a great time for renovations, redoing those bathrooms. Yes, but there can be some sense in all of this, some sense of feeling denied a sense of home. Now, not everyone's going to relate 110% to that. But if you're having a lot of renovations, you may feel like you can't relax when you're at home. Or if someone has moved in temporarily, you may feel like, oh my gosh, I I can't put my feet up at night in the living room because there's all this activity going on. So there's something here robbing that sense of forever. And this is wonderful. I close the door and the outside world stays at bay. Many times this is where there's tension inside the home. People are bickering. We're on the edge of a divorce. Um, you know, there's some drama happening when we come home. Uh, and so there's a tendency, uh, and I've witnessed this with many people who say, yeah, I just prefer not to go home. 
I can go out and run my errands after I get off work. And yeah, so I don't get home until 7, 7.30. And when talking it out, they realize, yeah, I'm trying to minimize the craziness. I, I, I need some peacefulness. So just be aware, the home can be upset under this energy. And the younger you are, the probably the more likely you're going to experience it that way. Yeah, even to, um, I was working with a business the other day and mm -hmm. asked, what's the sign of the business? Oh, Scorpio. Mm -hmm. you know, and they had just moved locations. Oh, yeah. So it's like even in businesses, right? They outgrew that space. There was a lot of sentiment, uh, very sentimental because it was the first mm -hmm. space that they started in, but you know, it was time to move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, we'll have Saturn moving into the solar fifth house. And so, you know, I think there's a redetermining of your future and how maybe you want to move forward with your identity. So mm -hmm. of course this would support anything creative. If you've been thinking about starting an Etsy um, yes. platform, you want to take some creative classes, you might be saying, what gifts do I have to offer them and how am I displaying them? Like what platforms am I using to put my gifts out there? This is a great energy to, you know, take something you love to do and start thinking of it in terms more of a business or a value. What market value might this have and what combination can you do it in to give it more value or where can it be seen in the pub? Where can I get this thing that I make or design out into the public eye, um, you know, flea markets or even boutiques, things of that nature. Yeah. And then when we get closer to May and Jupiter moves into Taurus, it's activating that solar seventh house. So there should be kind of maybe more opportunities to participate in, in something, to join. You might feel very optimistic or even lucky when it comes to what social circles you're being kind of allowed into, or even, you know, like what types of, I'll say like events you're showing up to, where you might feel like, oh, this is very exclusive or mm -hmm. not everyone gets to experience this. Yeah. Wedding invitations, you know, that, that, that's a great one, you know, fun events that you just go and everyone's dressed up and there's gifts and there's food and there's wine, upscale environments. It's, it will be a lucky window, I would say for most Scorpios. Yeah. And I don't know if we've said this, like once Jupiter moves in, in May, it's not just May, they have that energy for almost a year. So we yes. could safely take that out to March of 2024 mm -hmm. without pulling up the ephemeris, but that goes for all of the Jupiter energy that we've said. It's not just made, but that's when it kicks right. in. Well, yeah, it kicks in. So oftentimes I even think it always shows up the month before a little bit already, but we just want to kind of point a bright spot out. If in case you're overwhelmed with what your Saturn and your Pluto are doing, got to give you exactly. something to look forward to here. Yeah. Okay. The last sign that we're going to talk about is Sagittarius. So for Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, Pluto is activating that solar third house. And so there, it should feel like there is a disruption in your daily routine or your schedule. So that could be simply th simple things like, oh my gosh, I'm working weekends now, or, you know, every other week I work from home where it might just be harder for you um, or even like friends or family to keep track of, are you on or are you off? Right, right. Yeah, and there, this, there could be some pressure put on you to um, network or, um, oh, I can't think of what that disgusting term is, uh, when you 
kiss up, from. kiss up to your boss, kiss up to, you have to play yeah. politics. You have to, oh, they're into this. So, oh, okay, I see this. I'm going to buy this and take it to them because that's what they're really into. You know, and again, I'm not trying to say that you're mocking them, but you may be doing it solely for the idea of I want to fit in. It's important that I build a bridge here with that person because they they could have a, a you know an effect on me down the road. So like sucking uh, up, yeah, sucking up. That's the yeah. word. That's the word. There can be a little sucking up here going on. You can call it, but we're going to call it networking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're savvy enough to know that you better do some networking here. Yeah. Uh, you could also be very concerned about what are the rules. Yes. So you could be getting caught up in the rules, the guidelines, again, whether those are ones that you abide by just for yourself, whether that's oh the neighborhood rules, the work rules, that you might be just very aware of either where you're violating policy or maybe you're needing to be the one that steps in when other people are violating those policies, but very concerned about what is the, um, the way that people should be acting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do think this has a lot to do about even, uh, you know, contracts that you might sign that obligate you, that obligate you longer than what you think, or there could be some fine print that you're not aware. So I would Put that caution out for Sagittarius to be cautious of things that they're signing their name to that might bring about some real heavier, longer sense of commitment than what you expected. Yeah. Um, and they could be watching siblings as well go through mm -hmm. some transformation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So are they getting yeah. married? Are they having children? Are they going through big moves themselves that mm -hmm. you could just be kind of concerned because they're going through some maybe life changing events? Mm -hmm. I do think a simple topic such as cars, transportation, there could be some complexities in that area. For a Sagittarius, again, you might say, that, well, what good does that, did that, you know, do I need to know that in advance? Well, it does suggest you may want to stay on top of your car and its needs and, and the checkups and all those types of things that we're supposed to, or check the air pressure or, you know, stop a discount tire and have them do it. Uh, so you it keeps you more aware about if my, if car is acting funny or a light's coming on, yeah, you better look into it because you're more apt to have some you know, more bigger issues coming out of that area. Speaking about cars, this is totally mm -hmm. off and not to give okay. Gemini's more, okay. more, sure. uh, airtime, but you know, we spoke last time about Mars retrograde in mm -hmm. Gemini. It's been there since mm -hmm. August 20th and yeah. three of my closest Gemini friends have all had major car issues to the point that two of them have bought new cars, <laughs> you know, and the other one just had to paid, paid for the repairs. But yeah. I was just thinking, you know, Gemini rules that idea of transportation. And we've had Mars being held back on a leash, which mm -hmm. Mars is the action Mars likes to go. So I would just be curious, any Gemini is listening, if they feel like we were talking to them with that energy you were just saying, but right. I think and, that and Mars. Sagittarius opposes Gemini. So there is some, oh. there is a, a connection here, clearly. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to insert, though, Sagittarius may find themselves doing some adventurous travel. And by adventurous, I'm not talking jungle necessarily, uh, but the idea of uh, traveling a longer distance on a tighter schedule or in a car with some, you know, crazy personalities. So there's, there's something about it. And I, I said in traveling with strangers, uh, having to rely on strangers to assist. Uh, 
something that has a little sense of adventure to it. Yep. Uh, for Sagittarius, Saturn is moving into that solar fourth house. So there could be a sense of needing to return to true self, yes. to return to home in some regards. Sometimes that's saying, oh yeah, I am. I'm going back home. I haven't been there in 10 years. Sometimes that could just be, I'm returning to something that I once loved, a hobby, you know, something that you were, were, were returning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there could also be a shift in the home for them as well. So you might be reworking. How are we using our space? You could mm-hmm. be getting really serious about what's in the home and what's in the trash can. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. you might think it looks like we're moving because of all the crap that's sitting down on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and could be bringing more work into their home. That's true. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not saying everyone, but, you know, we've certainly had it in our life where there are periods where people have come to our home to get a guitar lesson. And all of a sudden you've got people ringing the doorbell, you know, paying you to come into your home and get a lesson. Uh, And it disrupts the home. It creates more attention to the home environment to now have people showing up. Yep. And then Jupiter will move into Taurus uh, starting in May. That'll activate their sixth house of work. So there could be some nice expansion happening with training, with learning. They could be uh, taking on additional work that I would think would be beneficial where they're like getting kind of credit for like, well, you're so good. So we want you to take over this department. Well, then it ties back to that sucking up, yeah. sucking up slash networking seems to pay off. Right. <laughs> right. Could also be great for just creating more organizational systems as well around work. Um, and if there was any health care that they needed to take care of, this would be an excellent window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that we could be it. We did it. We did. We concluded the final uh, six signs uh, for 2023. So, of course, you know, as we get closer to the dates of Pluto and Saturn moving uh, signs, we will be talking about the headlines that are coming out that fit into it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, just remember that as of January 17th, Mars will move direct. So that will no longer be in retrograde, which should be nice. Um, uh, we are also still in Mercury retrograde for definitely another think two weeks for sure. So if you um, are looking for ways to creatively use this energy, anything that begins with re is a great Uh weird way to start. So rethinking, redoing, reorganizing, repricing, kind of play a game with like, how can I be proactive with the energy? So you don't feel like it's just happening to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And lastly, make sure to check out our friends at Kundalini Collective. You can follow them on um, Instagram, Uh, check out their website. And of course, if you attend one of their classes, we'd love to hear about it. So that concludes today. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.